Blog Talk Radio. America's favorite way to fly, we thank you. If you haven't flown Eastern recently, give us a try. We'll show you we really do earn our wings every day. I'm there, hide and seek, 
chair A hot summer night And the cool winter snow From once upon a long time ago Our neighborhood street is Eastern Airlines And we come back every Monday We try to be here every Monday And and go back in our minds uh, uh, to a place we, we loved and still do. And today I've got uh, as my host with us is Chuck Albright. Chuck, he's a, in the in the villages, and he just had a pretty nice uh, little rain shower that came through. Hello, Chuck. How you doing? How you doing? Uh, we're doing fine. Me and the frogs. <laughs> You and the frogs, huh? You mean uh, yeah. the rain, the rainstorm that came across brought out the frogs? Oh, yeah, they bring out these little small ones, though. They're not big. Yeah. Look like yeah. just uh, junior frogs. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Chuck, you're, you you were based down in Miami for the most part, and you were in maintenance down there, so... Uh, Good to have you back with us. You've been away from the uh, radio show for a while, and good to have you back with us. Well, thank you very much. Glad to be back. And up there in Long Island, we've got Mike Scott. Mike, how are things there, and what's the weather like there? Well, it's a little dreary today, about 50 degrees, overcast, with a little light sprinkles going on. And it's not a good day to be outside. Oh, yeah, it's a little chilly and wet, yeah. Yeah. Damp, damp wetness is always the worst kind of coldness. Yep. It's damp, damp. Yeah, and then we've got Jim Holder in, in, uh, in well, the Atlanta area, east of Atlanta. I think I, it, Conyers is still east, isn't it? Uh, it hadn't moved yeah, but, anywhere, but, has it, Jim? No, they tried to, but they couldn't dig it up. It's, we're still east <laughs> of Atlanta, about 30 miles. About thirty miles. Okay. What are you're not on uh, interstate what is it, sixteen? Or close to it? Twenty. Uh, about five miles south. Okay. Yeah, of, of here to the, you know, we yeah, we've been working in the yard today and pine trees are still making love, so we have to wash <laughs> ourselves down when we come in, I tell you. I got some horny pine trees. <laughs> well <clears throat> you don't get the love bugs that we get down here in Florida. I don't think you do. <laughs> I don't so, think so. <laughs> we had our first love bug. Peggy and I were sitting out on the back porch the other day, and the first love bug landed on her sleeve. And I said, quick, quick, pull them apart, pull them apart. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you know, I was hoping for a big rain. We were supposed to get a big rain yesterday and wash all this yellow stuff away, but we didn't. We got about two-tenths of an inch, and still everybody's, you know, every time you get out and work in the yard, you got to take a shower to get all the pines falling off of you. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, we'll get a rain here eventually, I guess, and we won't be yeah. yellow anymore. Well, anything exciting you guys want to talk about here at the beginning of the show? Because I've chosen a singer that we mentioned last time on the air, or someone mentioned that they really liked it. It might have been Carrie that said that she liked him too. And uh, his name is George Jones. You ever heard of 
George Jones? Who has oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well to get to get things started, I'm gonna sing I'm gonna play not sing, but I'm gonna play the first song by George Jones, uh, who was born in nineteen thirty one and died in twenty thirteen. So about eight years ago he passed away. And he was a singer and a songwriter, and he achieved uh, international fame for his long list of hit records, including his best-known oh. song, which I'm going to play right now, his best-known song. Uh, as his, it, it was his distinctive voice, I guess, that really pleased people listening to him. And uh, so let's hear the first one, and it's called, He Stopped Loving Her Today, if you remember this oh, yeah. He said, I'll love you till I die. She told him, You'll forget in time. As the years went slowly by, she still prayed upon his mind. Kept her picture on his wall Went half crazy now and then But he still loved her through it all Hoping she'd come back again Kept some letters by his bed Dated 1962 He had underlined in red Every single I loved you I went to see him just today But I didn't see no tears All dressed up to go away First time I'd seen him smile in years He stopped loving her today It placed her Loving her today. You know, she came to see him one last time. Oh, and we all wondered if she were. And it kept running through my mind. This time. He's over her for good. He stopped loving her today. It placed a reef upon his door. And soon they'll carry him away. He stopped loving 
Pretty song, pretty song. That's right. He never did stop loving Tammy. Nope. <laughs> well, he had he had about three of them, I think. And uh, uh, but at any rate, uh, great singer. Uh, I want to mention something at the beginning of the show. I should have read out folks from around the world that listened to us last week, and among the the uh, ones that are always with us, Canada, and um, and uh, what's the uh, Brazil and Argentina and uh, and uh, Peru. Uh, we had uh, over in Europe. We had Croatia listeners, Slova- Slovakia, Switzerland, Serbia, Ukraine, Denmark, Kenya, uh, Senegal, and in the Caribbean, Dominican Republic, back to Africa, Yemen. Finland, Russia, and India, and uh, those all tuned us in last week, uh, last week's show, and uh, so thanks a lot for having them uh, listening in, different time zones, and that's why we don't get frequent callers hardly. We've had a few, not many of them, but the early days of our radio show, we had a few of them, especially around Panama Canal and Central and South America. But uh, it's always good to see them pop up on my screen that they had uh, listened to our show. Maybe they just listened to the good music that uh, we we have each week. So what's on you guys' minds, huh? What's about Eastern or anything you want to talk about? I got uh, a 770 number also, 294. That's not Carrie's number, is it, Jim? No, she's in there talking to the maids. Is it Al, Al Jenkins? Jenkins? Al Jenkins, Al I Jenkins. haven't, I haven't heard from you in a long time. How you been? <laughs> been doing great. How about you guys? Oh, couldn't be better. I don't know about the other guys, but for me, I couldn't have been do, be doing better. No way. So say again, you, who that is? Al Jenkins. Al Jenkins. J-E-N-K-I. Uh-huh. Al, what did you do okay. in Atlanta? Were you always based in Atlanta? No, 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 no. Atlanta, <laughs> Chicago, uh, St. Louis, <laughs> New York, oh, Philadelphia. <laughs> oh, boy, you moved around. Yeah. Wow. What was your favorite? What was your favorite uh, domicile? All of them. All of them, because of Eastern all Airlines. <laughs> because of Eastern Airlines, all of them. There you now go. There went, you out, go. went out in the desert and stayed a while. Where in the desert? Out El Paso or <laughs> where they store the airplane? Oh, oh, out in uh, oh golly, Harvey, Davis, Muffin. Where the Eastern stored them? I forgot the name yeah, of it. Yeah. It was Mojave. I think, I think it was. Evergreen. Evergreen, yeah. Oh, Morana. Yeah. Evergreen. Yeah. or Kingman, either one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Well, good to have you with us uh, on the show. And uh, we got to tell a story or two. Somebody's got to start off the storytelling because we need to hear a oh, story. Yeah. You 
you wanted to hear a short one about uh, the George Jones, you know, he was married to Tammy Wynette, and of course later she ended up being married to a guy by the name of George Ritchie. They're they're both, of course, are all dead now. But uh, we had a demo on a 727 one time, and uh, uh, for a possible sale, and these uh, the guys that were in charge or were were head, heading up the Winn Dixie. Uh, Eckhard uh, drug train uh, or chain, I mean, uh, there was two fellows, one by the name of Bill Fredericks and another one by the name of Tom Moyer, and they they were the big money people who started the Winn Dixie Eckhard uh, chains, and uh, they were good friends with uh, with uh, Burt Reynolds and Tammy Wynette and all of them, and we flew a demo around with all of them, uh, with Tammy and Burt Reynolds and. Charles wow. Nelson Riley and Dom DeLuise and Jerry Reed, mm-hmm. and uh, and it was funny to see Tammy. She would uh, she'd be in the bedroom in, our, in the Executive Seven too. I mean, you know, she'd lie down in there and and uh, I mean, you know, she got airsick one time. Nobody was even paying any attention to her. We had to send one of the guys back to get take care of her. You know, so the other ones were having a little too much fun with the booze. But uh, <laughs> the first time we saw her without a wig on, it was kind of. Kind of took, kind of took us back a little bit, but uh, that was an interesting uh, demo trip. We went all uh, all over. We took them to England and all over hell. We lasted a couple of weeks flying them all over everywhere. Paid cash for fuel wherever we went. Uh, wow. So that was interesting. But that was uh, I gave uh, George Ritchie, who was she was married to at that time. He had a he had a blue shirt on. I remember with some kind of a like a button down epaulet on it. So I made him an honorary captain. I got a picture of him sitting in the right seat on the seven two. Oh golly! Well, now was he a singer? I don't recall George Ritchie. Name rings. George though, Ritchie? But... No, he was kind of like a money guy. You know, he oh, was, okay. uh, he, he used to get dressed up. Uh, I mean, he used to wear those fringy, you know, the western things with all the fringes on them and all this stuff that yeah. used to hang down and all. Yeah. He, used to, he was a real fancy dresser and. Wherever we went, whatever hotel we ended up at, he'd always show up at the bar and he'd pick our tabs all up for us. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it was a, it, it's I could make a, long, a short story a long one, but I we'll save it for another show. But because there we ended go. up with, uh, yeah, so I don't want to burn up all the time here, but uh, we'll get into that another time. Well, anybody else got a short story before we play another George Jones hit? How about if I play the song, you guys think of a story? That's a good idea. (laughs) All right. Start thinking. Here comes the next one. Now, this is going to be a a little peppy song. It's not going to be a slow one. Let's see. Maybe it will be a slow one. Let's see. Looks like I'm going to need some backup over here. Possum's at it again. Back up, zip back up quick. I saw those blue lights flashing over my left shoulder. He walked right up and said, get off that riding mower. I said, sir, let me explain before you put me in the tank. She took my keys away 
And now she won't drive me to drink I need a honky-tonk song A cold, cold beer A hardwood floor A smoky atmosphere A pocket full of change To last me all night long Give me one more try He never even cracked a smile When he threw me in the car So I said, sir, if you don't mind Or would you drop me off at a bar I need a honky-tonk stone You know, the last two decades of Jones's life, he was uh, frequently referred to as the greatest living country singer and uh, a musical scholar, Bill Malone, wrote about him and said that for the two or three minutes consumed by a song, Jones emerges himself completely in its lyrics and in the mood it conveys that the listeners can scarcely avoid becoming similarly involved in it. And Waylon Jennings Jennings expressed a similar opinion in his song, It's All Right. And he said, if we could all sound like we wanted to, we'd all sound like George Jones. (laughs) (laughs) And he also said the shape of George's nose and facial features earned Jones the nickname the possum. <laughs> the possum. <laughs> well, I know is he had great hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. He sure did. Yeah. I had a lady friend of mine that I met down in Florida. She was born in Mobile, Alabama, and uh, and she was. Uh, I used to. I went with her for about nine years, and I used to. I used to tell everybody I had my own redneck, you know, girlfriend. And it was a place we used to go to out there off Tamiami Trail in Miami. You'd go out there, a place called Gator Kicks. Yeah. And they used to play all that kind of music out there. And we could have one hell of a time. And they used to give all, all the girls would wear, they would give them all yellow T-shirts with Gator Kicks on it. But the thing was, you had to, you had to put it on right there. 
Was that in Coopertown? I bet you that was in Coopertown where that bar it was. was. About, uh, it was about it was about 20 minutes west on the Tamiami Trail going yeah. out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, golly. Mm. Any of you guys have any uh, celebrities on flights? Uh, let's see. Uh, Jim, I guess you're the only guy there, other than Mike and myself, that did any flying. I don't know who came into the hangar with you, Chuck. Any celebrities that came into your hangar while you were doing aircraft maintenance? <laughs> no, it's mostly uh, I, I saw um, some of the executives every once in a while. I guess I have a small story for you. I told this once. It's, um, I got... Um, a job as a tech service supervisor after a long career as an uh, A&P mechanic and working on 1011s. And uh, they would let us off from uh, our desks for a half hour to eat lunch. Well, the fastest place we could eat lunch was the employee's cafeteria, which was right there off of 36th Street. And uh, one day I was sitting there in the table about starting my lunch, and this Big tall guy walks up and kind of lean. He's had a few years on him, and he says, do you mind if I sit down next to you? And I said, yeah, but I didn't quite look at him. And when I sat down, I said, boy, I know you from somewhere. And I says, uh, he said, yeah, my name's Johnny Ray. <laughs> that was the number one mechanic at Eastern Airlines. That not was the singer? You're number. not talking about the singer, Johnny Ray, are you? <laughs> No, I'm talking about that uh, mechanic who became yeah. a manager. Oh, I believe that was, that was his, yeah, that was I read about him later on. And that's where he had the number one uh mechanic's uh number, license number for Eastern and, Airlines. And Chuck, I believe he was Eastern's first employee. I think he was number I, 1. I think so. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. So, that was, that's my story. I Famous people don't come into the, the hangars too much. It's uh, yeah. loud and, and kind of messy, and and uh, all the things that are going on. And, and most of the time, the uh, management wouldn't, wouldn't bring them in there. They might bring them to the edge and show them where the big planes were and everything, but they wouldn't walk around the airplanes because of uh, yeah. the insurance yeah. people. Yeah, they were they were really. Um, get upset when you bring people that don't yeah. belong in there because obviously if they got hurt something would happen well so i didn't I'm gonna play too many famous people all right i'm gonna play another george jones song and then uh, jim it's your time to tell a story so all right all right here's another one let's see if you remember this one by george jones <clears throat> the possum He kisses her goodbye and heads for the radio station. Oh, he hates to leave her, but he's got another show to do. He knows she gets lonely, so he lets her know he's thinking about her. And though millions are listening, she knows who he's talking to. Come and do your life like I do every night From the heart of your 
and uh, that I think that that was a true story. I think we talked about that at one time about him being on a lawnmower because was it Tammy that took the keys away from him, Mike? And well, you you were mentioning about he was on the way to the convenience store on on the lawnmower yeah. with a six pack. Or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. True story about him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and they finally got a nickname for him, another nickname besides the possum. They started calling him No Show Jones, No Show Jones. Yeah. And uh, and then he married his last wife, fourth wife Nancy Sepulveda in '83, and became sober. And uh, then he died at 81 from hypoxic, whatever hypoxic is. I guess lack of oxygen of some sort. But uh, he was a great singer. He made it to 81, you said? Yeah, made it to 81 on alcohol. That's not too bad. (laughs) He ran out of gas. Imagine imagine if he'd been using 100 OLED. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. It's your time, Jim. Tell me a story or who you flew with or whatever. Uh, Well, over the years, I had a lot of big name folks uh but uh one that i remember two of them i remember uh was hank snow and he's the oh. only guy i ever really got up and went back and talked to and uh go so i flew in and out of nashville a lot and it was, you were always having somebody you know going yeah. there but uh hank snow was a hero of mine when i was growing up and i went back and he was all by himself wearing that blaze, you know, the, the, the cowboy outfit that they all wore with sparkles yeah. and beads and all that kind of stuff. But he was about as friendly guy as I've ever talked to. He just, like, you know, he I went back and I was a lecturer, second officer, a flight engineer. And, and uh, I, I told the captain, I just had to go back and talk to him. And he said, well, stay as long as you want to. You ain't doing anything up here. So uh, I went back there. Well, that was a compliment. <laughs> well, you, the flight engineer on the Electra didn't do an awful lot. That's right. And, uh, That's I've, right. I've, I've told a story. I used to, when I would leave on a three-day trip, I'd go down to maintenance. I'd get about five boxes of those little, little bitty light bulbs. And then I'd sit there all night and, you know, take the burnout ones and put a new one in, changing bulbs out. But anyway, I went back to see old Hank Snow, and he just was uh, uh, just as friendly as could be. And another guy that I had, and it was right after he had had a bad car wreck, and he got on the airplane, and I was standing in a galley of a 727 out of Nashville, and he came through the door and made a, a right turn and looked right at me. And, of course, I recognized him instantly and also recognized the fact that his face was really messed up bad. And that was Johnny Cash, and uh, he had been in a bad car wreck, and and his uh-huh. that I read about it later that he couldn't smile, he couldn't do anything, but uh, he looked like he had just got out of the hospital, and looked bad. But uh, I, you know, I didn't go back and talk to him. Obviously, you know, uh, I don't think he was talking to anybody. But, was uh, was that back in the sixties? Uh, I'd if say you were it was all- more like. Yeah, I think didn't he have the wreck in the sixties? It was right after yeah. he had the wreck. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. But it, it was yeah. on the seven twenty-seven. I know that because I was standing oh. in the galley on a one hundred, and he looked 
he, you know, he came in and made that turn and made eye contact with me. And I didn't know it was, you know, just people getting on. I was just standing there waiting to get a break to go back into the cockpit. Yeah. But, uh, huh. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of them, a lot of big names. Yeah. I flew yeah. to L.A. Is an awful lot, an awful lot. You always had somebody, at least one somebody on L.A., you know, going back and forth to L.A., out of Atlanta. Yeah, I had uh, I had Jerry Van Dyke uh, on the show. I mean, not on the show, but on my flight. And uh, the mm-hmm. flight attendant came back, and she says, Captain, uh, we got a problem with, with uh, one of these Hollywood guys back here sitting in the middle of the aisle with a guitar. And he, she said, I don't even recall him bringing a guitar on, but he's got a guitar, and he's sitting here playing <laughs> songs. And mm-hmm. I said, well, well, what's he? What, what, why is he doing that? And she said, "Well, I guess he had too much booze. He's had too much booze, and he's entertaining the the the, the second class. This was back in in the second class section." And she mm-hmm. said, "We can't walk up and down the aisles." And mm-hmm. So I said, "Who, who was second, that guy?" That, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, I sent the second officer yeah. back there, and he came back, and oh. he said, "Well, he's gone back to his seat in first class." So. Anyhow, with his guitar. Who was a guy that always uh, would get on television with Dean Martin and others and act like he was drunk? What was that guy's Foster name? Brooks. Yeah, Foster yeah, Brooks. Foster Brooks. Well, we, I had him one night, and we were delayed in uh, weather delay in, on the ground and uh-huh. for about an hour or so. I think we would get a snowstorm up north in Cleveland or someplace, and we – uh, and we had a ground delay, and he got up and started to entertaining everybody. And I could hear him back there just laughing and tearing on and everything. Yeah. And, and uh, the flight attendant came up and said, "There's this guy back here. I think he's drunk. You know, <laughs> he was just sitting in first slide, but he's standing up." And and so uh, I said, "Well, I said, second officer, you know, go back there and see what's going on. You know, we could hear them all laughing and carrying on." And he came back. He said, "No, oh, that's Foster Brooks. He's up there acting like he's drunk. And he just entertained everybody for about thirty-five, there forty minutes." Yeah, yeah. I had him a couple times. Yeah, yeah. You did, yeah, yeah. But uh, used to, used I had the entire the... Go ahead. Now, I was going to say, when I had him, we used to basically run him back and forth between L.A. and Las Vegas because uh, he used to mm-hmm. perform at the Riviera Hotel that my old boss used to own in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You know, another guy that could uh, uh, act uh, drunk, uh, he was good at that, was Red Skelton. He did a good drunk. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, Foster was one of a kind, Foster Brooks. Well, like, yeah, he was. like Dean Martin. I don't even think he drank, but he played a good drink. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> well, I got one more here to play, and I, I hope you like this one. Here it is. Maybe uh, what? Why, baby, why you make me cry, baby, cry, baby, cry, baby, cry? I can't help but love you till the day that I die, so tell me why, baby, why, baby, why? 
Well, I got a crow I want to pick with you Just like last time when the feathers flew You're running wild, kicking up your heels Leaving me home with a handful of bills I can't live without you and you know it's true But there's no living with you, so what'll I do? I'm going honky-tonk and get as tight as I can Maybe by then you'll appreciate a good man Well, now I don't know, but I've heard say And every little dog's gonna have his day You better pay attention, don't you dare forget Cause I'm just a little bitty puppy, yeah I caught you honky-tonkin' with my best friend The thing to do was leave you, but I should've left then Now I'm too old to leave you, but I still get sore When you come home, I'm feeling for the knob on the door Do we have oh, Brenda? Like moonshine. Chat. Brenda, are you on the air with us? No, don't think so. 519, area code 519. I'll get these area codes straightened out one of these days. Who's that? Who's 519? Uh-oh. Dropped off. Dropped off. Okay. You know, George Jones had been called the Rolls Royce of country music, and he had more than 160 hits, singles, to his name from 1955 until his death in 2013. And I think this is the ultimate tribute. Johnny Cash once said, when people ask me who my favorite country singer is, I say, you mean besides George Jones? (laughs) (laughs) You know, that was in 55. That's one of his first songs. Yeah. Yeah, you could tell. I remember hearing that when I was in high school. Yeah. And I used to sing it a lot, too, in high school. A lot yeah. of moonshine in those days. <laughs> why, baby, why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. Well, let's see. 519 is back with us. 519, are you here? Uh, yeah, I'm here. I was on mute, and then I, I muted myself. Oh, it's just was... Renee. Renee. Yeah. Well, hey, welcome. You guys up in Canada. Yeah. Did you did you hear songs like what we've been playing from George Jones? I guess you did. Oh yeah, all that. And uh, you had uh, Hank Snow on a little while ago. Hank Snow was a singing ranger. He was a Canadian from Nova Scotia. And when I was a kid down there, I got to go to his concerts and got to know him. So wow. thanks for playing. <clears throat> did not know that. I did not know he was Canadian. And what was his uh, his 
famous, what's his song that recognizes Hank Snow by more than any other but song? Uh, the railway songs, the record, the old 97? Oh, the yes. One. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Well, we might have to do Hank Snow here next, do some of his hits. Okay. All right, very good. <laughs> you guys yeah. thawing out up there? Is it nice up there in Canada? You're in the Toronto area, aren't you, Renee? Uh, I'm uh, two hours uh, west and in London, Ontario. But the oh, weather's nice. good. Everything. Oh. Yeah. It's an amazing uh, spring here. Everything is just blossoming like crazy with the weather yeah. that we're having. That's so great. Appreciate it. But uh, COVID has got us locked down. We're in a, a stay-at-home mode right now because the uh, the virus is going crazy up here. Uh oh. Uh oh. Well, sorry yeah. to hear that. But keep the mask on. You know, uh, we went oh, yeah. to uh, we went to a celebration, and my little brother had uh, he had a celebration welcome uh, to uh, the six rescuers uh, picked him up out of the Gulf of Mexico. He and along with his three passengers, one being his wife. Oh, yeah. But uh, <clears throat> uh, what was I going to say about that? <laughs> Besides that, <laughs> oh golly, what? I get off the track. CRS. CRS. What were you talking about, Renee? I forgot. Hank Snow. Hank Snow. Yeah, but it had nothing to do with Hank Snow. Oh, well. Oh, well, it'll come to me tomorrow. But you ever had one of those junior moments, or are they called senior moments? I forgot. All the time. <laughs> Y'all make well, me feel young. Yeah. Well, let's play one more song. That's all I got for him, and then, and then we'll talk a little bit until we uh, run out of time here. But we got a few more minutes, so listen to this last one, and it's called "Wild Irish Rose." Now I know there's a a song about the Wild Irish Rose, but this is George. Jones's song, Wild Irish Rose. Sing it, George. They sent him to Asia to fight in a war. He came back home crazy and asked him what for. They had him committed for medals and all to a mental hospital with rubber walls. They cut off. Oh, they cut off the lights He hit the street running That cold winter night Now the streets are the only place he can call home He seems all so lonely But he's never home He lies there holding 
This crazy old food In the smelly old clothes He could have had something Much better God knows Than a half That's his Wild Irish Rose song, and meanwhile, I got back on track. I know what I was going to say in response to uh, to Renee's uh, mask up there in Canada. Uh, I'm sorry you're having such a hard time with this virus. We've had it down here, too, in Florida. and uh, But at any rate, I went to a gathering, and there was about 35 people all on a deck behind my little brother's house on, in Fort Lauderdale. And no one was wearing a mask. No one. We started off wearing a mask. Little brother put me back over in the corner, way back in the corner, because we're the oldest people there. Everybody else were youngsters, it seemed. But uh, no one had uh, a mask. And I thought about that for a while. And um, I, I thought to myself, I've had the shots. But how many people in that crowd had no shots? And, uh, you know, it's kind of foolish to go into a large, cr- large crowd like that without wearing one. And um, the hardest thing I have to do is, uh, or remember is, is to take my, my mask and put it on. If I get out of the car and go into the grocery store, I'll get halfway to the grocery store, and then it dawns on me everyone else is wearing a mask except me. So I go back to the car. Get my mask, put it on. Has that ever happened to any of you guys? Jeez, I've never had to do that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never, never. <laughs> hey, before you get away from us, uh, Neil, I got something you might be interested in me doing or saying. Go, go uh, ahead. Ernie Bits. You know Ernie Bits. Yep. Talked to him about a half hour the other morning. Okay. Well, he sent me something sort of funny. And uh, it's a clipping from the mid-50s, I think. And he said, I'm cleaning out my kippings. And I'll tell you what he said to text, and I'll read the clipping. It says, the bar was Ken Circle Lounge in Miami Springs, owned by Ken Mueller, an Eastern pilot. Both ladies were Eastern stews who lived in the same apartment building as I did in Miami Springs. And they stayed in the bar a couple hours and started home in rush hour sitting on top of a canoe. Now, here's the clipping from the newspaper, and I'll read it. It's not very long. And it says, it's a Miami newspaper, it says, Craft sinks, in parentheses, in traffic. Tippy canoe hurts too. Two bathing suit-clad airline stewardesses were injured Wednesday when they made a forced landing in a downtown Miami Springs traffic jam in a canoe. (laughs) <laughs> the craft bearing the girls flew from the top of an auto. The car was making a sharp turn south on Royal Point, Ponciana Boulevard near Hook Square. The crash landing occurred about 5.45 p.m. at the height of rush hour traffic. The canoe <laughs> sustained minor damage. Treated and released from the Jackson Memorial Hospital were Lee 
Crum and Esther L. Rowe, both about 25 of something Eldon Drive, Miami Spring. The driver <laughs> of the car, Daniel B. Absalom, 54 years old, of 225A0 Way, was charged with driving while intoxicated, reckless driving, and violating a city ordinance against toting passenger-bearing canoes atop cars. Springs officer, Springs officer Charlie Berman quoted the girls as saying they had been canoeing in the Miami River, and rather than paddle back to their launching site, the trio decided to carry the canoe atop the car. The ill-fated canoe flight occurred soon thereafter. And he goes on to say that these two girls, he knew them. They stayed in the same bar. At, well, I guess it was at a bar, but they stayed in the same building that he did when he was down in Miami, and I guess he knew them. And, and he said they got over there. Uh, it wasn't strapped down anything. It was just they were supposed to sit in it, and that was going to keep them from falling off the top. But it was a station wagon. And oh he said God. they got their injuries and flew well into the 60s. And he said, I lost track of both of them. And it says, lots of stories. Be well, Ernie. And I thought it was a clipping. <laughs> Looks like it was, you know, from that time period. Can you imagine going down the street in Miami Springs and seeing a station wagon with a canoe and two girls in swimming suits and stuff on there? <laughs> well, you, know, you know, Ken's Bar, That's I think you're probably referring to the Ken that owned Ken's Bar and Lounge there in the circle in Miami Springs. And right. that was mm-hmm. that was a real hangout for the pilots and flight attendants and mechanics and yeah. and uh, yeah. uh-huh. I, I guess maybe even Chuck, you probably visited Ken's Bar and Lounge there. Wasn't that cool, old Holloman's place up there? No, it no, says think, here Ken's Lounge in Bambi Springs, owned by yeah. Ken Mueller, who was an Eastern pilot based in Kennedy. Yeah, and. Uh, and the other famous one was Ronnie's Lounge there at the Travelers. Uh, so was you, yeah. yeah. Yeah, a lot of folks yeah. hung out there, yeah. Oh, yeah, man, that, that's that's quite a story. So uh, yeah, Ernie sent you that. And, yeah, he said it to me last night. And, well, you know, he I, had probably contacted you, uh, Jim, about uh, Patrick. Uh, Pat, uh, Pat uh, no, me, Pat. What's his last name? Pat Broderick. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Pilot. Yeah, he did. He did. He wanted to know about, uh, <laughs> did I have anything on the, his cold cat uh, yeah. you know, off an aircraft carrier? And I told him I'd heard it, but I didn't have any. I even went into my computer and uh, did all search, and I couldn't find anything. But it's a true story about Pat Broderick in a cold cold launch and almost got run over by the, hel- by the uh, aircraft carrier. Yeah, you yeah. Know. The airplane, I think, went to the left, and he uh, went to the right of the ship, mm-hmm. and uh, and they mm-hmm. picked him up. Uh, I forgot uh, way, but way behind the aircraft carrier. Oh yeah, yeah. He was. Yeah. He told me he was bumping along the side of the carrier, just trying to keep from being sucked underneath it. You know. Well, and, uh, uh, it, uh, Ernie said that uh, the the story was that that he went between the props. He went between the props, uh, the shafts of the yeah, boat. Yeah, seemed like I remember hearing that too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The heck of yeah, a way for a quick haircut, personally. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Pat was a nice guy. He was a super nice guy. Oh, he died, super nice he died guy. Yeah. in his 50s, I guess, when he passed away. Uh, oh, he they moved to Freeport. His wife, I think, still lives there. His widow still lives out there. But Pat, Pat ended up with Merrill Lynch, and the, the two yeah. brothers remember them. And yeah. uh, he worked for them, and he started having anger, and he would call me up and tell me he was having to get anger treatments. And I guess the Eastern strike, it got a lot of people, but uh, yeah. he had that, and he said he just couldn't get over it. And they finally moved to Freeport, and, uh, was Pat, and he passed was, away out there. Was Pat uh, on the uh, Alpha? Was Didn't he do something for Alpha? I forgot. Exactly oh, he was what? our spokesman in Atlanta. I mean, uh, he was the guy we had the Fox Theater, and he was down there on the stage during the strike, the family awareness. And when that Delta NBC chairman was standing right next to him, I was up in the loft, you know, the Fox Theater. And uh, yeah. he was our guy. He was the guy that did all the spokesmen and, you know, news and all that yeah. kind of stuff was yeah. interviewed. And and uh, he had a real important job. And, and I think that was part of what ended up, you know, with him having that emotional problem. Yeah. But uh, he he's a fine really guy. Fine he guy. was a fine, fine guy. Yeah, always mm-hmm. had a smile, always said hello. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't think I ever mm-hmm. flew. he ever flew with me. I think maybe maybe one time he did. But uh, yeah. just a nice guy, good-looking well, guy, too. He was just a little bit junior to me, and I think we flew together on seat swapping a couple of times on the yeah, 727. That, he was just a little been. bit behind me. Yeah. Well, hey boy. Time flies. I hope I don't get any trouble reading that article about those two gals <laughs> sitting in a canoe on top of the station wagon. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder where they are now. That must have been. I don't know. Quali- what was the date of <laughs> that article, Jim? Oh, golly, it was uh, late. 50s, uh, he said 58 or something like that. He thought he wasn't, and they got over their injuries and flew well to the 60s. But the guy driving that was a 54 year old, and they were both in their mid 20s. So I guess there was something there going on too. I don't know. Maybe he had big, big plans or something. If he can get these girls to ride home with a canoe sitting on top of his station wagon. They were up there so it wouldn't blow off. You know, their weight was supposed to keep them on there, but it didn't work. Yeah. Well, well, who wants the final last word? Last word. (laughs) (laughs) Well, nice talking with you guys this week, and uh, we'll do it again. And uh, we're going to do some more of this uh, Good music by singers we haven't heard in a long time. Might even come up with Hank Snow. I'm going to look up some of his oh, records. Yeah. Hey, and when Snow. I sign off, I'll get up. Traveling, man. Moving on. But in, the mean, but in the meantime, we're going to hear a little Merle Haggard music carrying us out there of here. Yeah. There you go. Yep. Good guy. Uh, good show, guys. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yep. Yeah, right I still haven't sobered up from a brother's party. <laughs> there you go. Roaring engines headed somewhere in flight. They're taking you away and leaving me lonely. 
Lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.